What's up, world? This is Cloud Conversations with Lorian Mercado. I'm Harvey Banks. The podcast where two longtime friends talk about anything and everything from our daily lives to what's trending to shit that'll make you say, what the fuck? Well, today's topic, we're going to kind of talk about a little bit of everything. What's trending, some fun facts, deep dive, and kind of your what the fuck news. What's trending today? Politics. Period. Next subject. So actually, we're just going to talk about some shit we just want to talk about. You got something in mind, Harvey? Uh, I do, actually. Um, I just kind of set my... I do sports betting now pretty heavily. Mm-hmm. It's pretty fun. So uh, I like the idea of it just because... I mean, there's no deep reason. I just fucking love gambling. And so... But it, it makes me think about, like, my Vegas trips. Both of them that I've made. Mm-hmm. And... I never, I've never left Vegas ahead for one, but I don't think that's the, I don't think it's designed to, if that makes sense. Okay. But um, I like the city of Las Vegas, and I like the, I, I don't know, I may, we may like the idea of Vegas more than we actually like, you know, Vegas. But the idea that anything is possible, you know what I mean? Right. I think that's the draw to gambling, because you can like literally be on your last. And purely based off of luck, turn it all around in one minute. You know what I mean? And definitely. I like spontaneous stuff. So I think that's what kind of draws me to Vegas. And the funny shit about that is I don't smoke and I don't drink. So people are always like, what did you do in Vegas? And I'm like, what did you, what can you not do in Vegas? Like, what are you, what are you talking about? I loved it. You know, you've been to Vegas too, right? right? Yeah, I've been twice. Huh. Yeah. yeah. I only went once. And that was kind of like a spontaneous road trip that I took with a buddy of mine during a spring break. And it was kind of like a, a moment where we were thinking about... <laughs> it was like our school fund money, pretty much. And we are like, are we about to do the second term? Or what are we going to do? And we decided to just take an epic long road trip and use that money to drive all the way down california what do you mean what do you mean school term money like uh like the semester in college yeah oh okay i know what you're talking about now i got you yeah yeah so so we use you know some people use that money to buy cars and shit like that and responsible shit exactly and i was said nope (laughs) and so we took this long ass trip down to california you know did the whole trip to uh you know vegas new mexico and then came all the way around up to like idaho or some shit and came back in one week and stopped by the grand canyon and you saw these beautiful places but so our vegas trip lasted about it was supposed to last a day in our schedule because we knew what vegas was about and we were like let's just spend one whole day here and then call it good we had so much fun we spent two days there but the fact was we actually ran out of money the first day we spent all our money that we used for to fund the trip. And <laughs> it's funny, I'm going to put this on air, but we we were kind of, you know, stuck between a hard and rock place. It's, it sucks to be broke in Vegas out of all yeah. places. And we didn't even have like $20 to like, hey, let's just gamble and see if we win. No, we was just like done. <laughs> and he ended up texting around to a couple of people to ask if they can borrow if he can borrow money for this trip but the way he framed it was hey i got robbed in vegas 
I was wondering, if you, could, I was wondering <laughs> if you could help me out <laughs> because we're stuck in Vegas. Yeah. And he ended up getting a couple hundred bucks, I, I think, from, uh, I think, two or three people. And I think we spent the rest of the night there and then just bounced out and was just, just called it good after that. But for us, it was interesting because he actually brought some uh, psychedelics along with him. Uh, kind of like a less aesthetic form of like LSD. Really? And yeah, so that was interesting. And I think that was like my second or third time trying that, that specific I, kind. Question for you. So what do they, what does, what does psychedelics do for you? Cause I've heard like, it's kind of different for everyone. I've never tried it obviously, but like I'm, I'm interested, not interested in trying it, but what does it do for you? You know what I mean? Like what's that experience like? Right. I went in with it like a just an open mindset. I've always been a person that wanted to just try everything and anything at least once. So that way I can see what people are gaining from it. Yeah. And in my time, I was kind of we were going to the bars a lot after, you know, restaurant shops and stuff like that. And then we would do some weird shit like that. So it was less of a I mean, there was definitely euphoric experiences, but mm -hmm. it was more of a it brought up joy and like more loving and you just like laughed a lot type thing. And like, it took you somewhere else where if you thought like, you know, if you're like, you know, if you're sleeping and you see the bed clothes uh, kind of lumped up in your corner room, but when you were a kid, you thought that was somebody looking at you. Yeah. It can kind of do something like that to that effect. Uh, even in daylight where you're just like, you think a tree is something else. Now, and did you enjoy that? I did actually. Okay. And so <laughs> we took it in the heart of Vegas. Uh, I think we were inside of a casino uh, where it kicked in and we just started laughing. And like the floor was of course this textured color type thing. And, and we just, for some reason we just thought it was the best thing in the world. And we went out one of these doors uh, just taking our weird journey, trying to just leave the hotel or leave the resort thing. And we get out there and it's actually the back parking lot of this whole fucking gambling area and we're like what the fuck how did we get out here and there's actually these i guess road blockers big road blockers uh like uh you'd see that are yellow or blue but mm -hmm. this certain kind ended up being all blue and there was like four of them and we were we were we were conscious and kind of not conscious at the same time because when we looked at them it was like oh shit look it it's the blue man group they're here and we just <laughs> lost it and we were just like <laughs> we turned into like a little like edm festival with the blue man group and like making beats and jumping up down like i think i like laughed so hard i fell into this bush and so it was kind of like that vibe and <laughs> and okay. then it wore off we were like oh shit that was just did, now when you came down did it was it like a any kind of hangover or anything like that that you remember not that I remember it, but then again, we were in Vegas and we yeah. are drinkers. So whatever hangover we had, we kind of probably cured it with some <laughs> some cold ones. Yeah. I'll, the reason I asked that, um, did you happen to see Wiz Khalifa when he was on Rogan talking about his experience with psychedelics and mushrooms and stuff? I did. Yeah. And how he, he said he didn't enjoy it because yeah. like it made him see through people. And like yeah. see their intentions like mm -hmm. he, he said he could actually see their intentions and that it's kind of why he he ended up like kind of shying away from them 
right. just because it was almost too real for him. You know what I mean? Like the the experience was he might have been too woke. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I saw that. That was interesting. And I actually I've never taken mushrooms, but that's something I do want to try at least once. Yeah, yeah. But what gets to me to that area is actually weed. When I smoke weed, I feel the same way. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I feel that way after I nut. Yeah, where you're just like, <laughs> the world opens <laughs> up and you're like, shit, that shit sounds, <laughs> I'm half kidding, but not really. Like, I will lay there and just be thinking. And then I'll just be like, you know what? I don't trust that nigga, Mike. <laughs> like, in my mind, right? <laughs> I don't know why. Like, it's the stupidest shit in the world. But like, I'll be thinking like, it's like, I'm clear now, you know? <laughs> now yeah, that probably makes clearly. It makes sense on some scientific level where you just release all this stuff and you have this euphoric experience. And it either makes sense or nothing. That's, that's what the fuck I tell myself, right? <laughs> yeah. That shit might not make... Scientists probably listening like, yeah, what the fuck is this nigga talking about right now? <laughs> they probably like, he knows. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Uh, so where did you stay at when you was in Vegas? I don't know. It was uh, was it like the Comfort Inn or something, but it was, was right. On, I was, it was asking, right on the Strip. Yeah, I didn't know if it was like on the Strip or in like Old Vegas. It was on the Strip, but it was like, it was cheap. Like, yeah. it was a daily spend of I don't know. I think it was close to fifty dollars a night or less. I don't want to say like thirty five. And right Damn. next to us was a liquor store that was open twenty four hours. So it was yeah. like a win win, and the Strip was right there. Okay, cool. Yeah. So what you is... what you get from your trip though, like, because you went twice for a person who doesn't drink or smoke, but yeah, gambling so the, was the, the funniest shit. The funniest shit about the not drinking or smoking, right? So the first time I go, it was for a work trip, and I worked for a family-owned company at the time, so we were small. But the the husband and wife that owned the company, they were coming along with us, and it was a group of about six of us, and so we we flew out of Indiana at like five a.m. And so then we landed in Vegas at like 6 a.m. their time. You see what I'm like? You know what I mean? So oh, like yeah. we added the hours because of the time difference and stuff. So we pretty much got off the plane, had to go check into the hotel, check in for this convention and everything. So we were just running nonstop. So we get to the point where we had tickets for the uh, the Michael Jackson one show the, where they had the holograms and all that. It, it was it's a it was a big fucking show. It was it was really nice, but. That shit was at like 8 p.m. Vegas time, which was midnight hour time. And I had been running since like 2 a.m. hour time, right? <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> so the lady that owns the company, she's like, gives me an Adderall, right? <laughs> she's just like, here, take this. And at first I'm thinking it's just a stimulant. She's like, yeah, it's, it's pretty much a stimulant. Just take that. And it'll give you the energy that you need. So I take it. And... At first, I just feel fine. Like, it's no, like, I do feel alert and I'm up and I'm like, no, this is cool. And so we get to the Michael Jackson show and like, that bitch kicked in, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm up in the road singing and dancing and realizing that the, the people I'm with are looking at me like, yo, you good? But I'm just like, y'all ain't feeling this shit? <laughs> That so, reminds me of the scene from White Chicks. It's like, so listen, <laughs> we're leaving. We're leaving the Michael Jackson show, and she's like, "I'm tired." But they were like, "You know, we're gonna go to let's go for, let's go to a nightclub or something like that, or down to the, the casino because we stayed at Planet Hollywood." 
And she's like, hey, give me the other half of that pill. <laughs> and I said, huh? She's like, yeah, the other half of it. And I just took the whole thing. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, you're not supposed to take the whole thing at once. Like, something about her prescription is... But she never told me this, right? Right. So, like, she's like, yeah, I only take half at a time. So I'm fucking wired, right? So we go, we go to the ho- we go to the back to the hotel. We go to the casino, end up going over to this nightclub or whatever. It's like 4:30 in the morning. And now it's like, okay, let's go. I'm gonna try to lay down to get some sleep. I lay in the bed more awake than I've ever been in my life. I lay there for about an hour and a half. Now it's 6 a.m. Vegas time. I get up and I go out and I just start walking the streets of Vegas, talking to people and shit, right? <laughs> so I was stimulated as fuck for about 48 hours. Um, the gambling was what I did the most. And then we had like, a, we were there for a convention. I ended up falling asleep halfway through that shit. But mainly I like to see, I enjoy sightseeing when I travel. And not just, I like to see the sights, obviously, but I like to see like where the people live at. Right. You know what I mean? And like, excuse me, where the neighborhood is at. And you don't get that on the strip. The strip is the strip. And the first thing that I remembered was that it's not that big. Like this, the strip's not that big. It's not as big as you would think it was, right? Yeah. And then the second night, we got to go to Old Vegas. And there's something dirty about Old Vegas. And so obviously that's where I wanted to be, right? Mm-hmm. Just because I love a little dirtiness, and so one of the uh, one of the guys that was with us was he's a cop now, so I ain't gonna put him all the way out there like that. But he was actually at the time in the process of becoming a cop, but he had never been to a strip club, and so we had a strip club in Planet Hollywood, but like that's not really a strip club. Like you, that's more of an attraction. You can't touch them. You can't. They're not that close. You know, the, the floor is not sticky. It's not the same thing. Yeah. And so we went to, in old Vegas, I took him to, we went to the strip club, right? And it was ratchet in there. And I was like, yes, we're home. Like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. And, and I enjoy, I thoroughly enjoyed myself in old Vegas more than I did the strip. The strip was a little too polished for me. And I know that sounds weird for Vegas and it sounds even more weird for somebody that doesn't smoke or drink. But like for me, I was just like, man, this is cool. But like, where are the people at? Right. I want to be where it could possibly pop off at. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, a, it's a little more fun over there. So yeah, we, we went there, walked around old Vegas, did our thing. Um, is that Fremont Street? Is that yeah, like yeah, that yeah. strip to where you can like take the little hand glider and like you yeah, zoom past? Yeah, yeah. So I've never a, been it's there. A, it's a strip club down near the end where you actually get on the hang gliding there thing there, uh, right? <laughs> yeah. Titties in air, huh? Damn. <laughs> it was you walk in and the floor's sticky instantly and you're like, okay, this is a place where there's gonna be two hot chicks, 40 average ones, and then 20 of them that you know when you're running out of your money. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I was just like, okay. But I mean, I loved it. And it was funny because like he had a girlfriend, uh, which is now his wife, that he was like, hey, she can't know. So no one take pictures. She can't know that I came to the strip club with this and that. Whole time we got one of these booths. We're sitting there. He's completely not interested, really. Like, you can just tell. He's just like, okay, it's cool. I checked it off my list, right? Right. All of a sudden, he gets up and bolts across the room to the stage, right? And so I was like, yo, where's he going? 
So one of the other girls that I'm with, she's like, oh, he went over there. So I go over there. He's got his money out, putting it on the stage, right? I look up. It's a girl that looks exactly like his girlfriend. Oh. He gave her all his money. And I was <laughs> like, we got to tell your girl, bro, because it's the funniest shit in the world. And I think she's actually going to appreciate this, you know? <laughs> yeah. And she, and she did, too. She actually thought it was quite funny. But it was it was pretty funny, man. It was a, it was a fun experience. It was it was good. Yeah, that sounds like something definitely you can get away with only in Vegas. Yeah, definitely. 100%. Some stuff like that. And I because it's I like that. To, more is expected. It's like that's expected. You just went to the strip club, right? Oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, you know. <laughs> All right, and it's deemed the Sin City, so I, I actually went to two strip clubs right on the regular strip that everyone goes to. It's kind of like really fancy. I think it was the Playboy Club or something like that. And we went just because of the title. And it was one of those things we walked in, paid like, it was like $60 a ticket, gave you a wristband. It had like five floors. Yeah. But for some reason, we went on day, it wasn't that popping. The first floor was popping. And we decided to venture out all the floors. And each floor had its own next craziness, but nobody was there. I actually stumbled onto the roof. And it was like all these white plush couches, but the wind was going like 80 miles an hour. But nonetheless, it was dope. And then we got bored and just jumped on a random bus because everyone's handing out flyers on the strip. They're like, hey, come over here. Go see this. And we're like, fuck it. We just want to have some sort of like odd experience. Jumped on a random bus. No clue where it was going to and ended up taking us to some strip club. And it was definitely the strip club you were talking about. I don't even think it was in the old Vegas either, like Fremont. It was somewhere else in Vegas. And it was oh, okay. <laughs> like neighborhood. Floor. It was neighborhood Vegas. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sticky floors, everything. And it was just like, it was like, it was bad. It was, there was no sexy vibe to it. It was more like, what do you want to drink? Like type stuff. <laughs> yeah. But mark it off the list and, you know, definitely probably go back again because I, I I've never seen a live show in Vegas yeah um, I'm, I guess I only seen the Michael Jackson one it was really good but I've heard they're all pretty good blue man and all that stuff so oh, it yeah. would be something I'd like to I'd like to get back to um, but I mean anyways what's what's been going on with you man how you been uh fucking be good been chilling been just starting my workout re regime last couple weeks so getting into that and I'm still currently smoking cigarettes, so I'm actually winning off that, and I can just see how much an impact it takes on my brain. Like I told you earlier, I smoked weed and you know drank, but cigarettes has some effect on the brain, at least for me, where it's like it's a sedative. It's more like you know if you're anxious too, people smoke cigarettes. But I mean, if you think of full effects, I'm like fuck. I'm like, why am I lethargic still and stuff like that? So that shit's got to go because I need my frame full brain capacity you think that's what's keeping you lethargic uh yes i think it is yeah yep damo siggies what's <laughs> going on in your world not a whole lot man just trying to you know stay busy uh it's starting to get a busy time in my business yeah november through yeah it's just it's about to hit that season where it's where it's getting busy uh with the holidays coming up and you know and still, you know, this whole wave of COVID, I'm sure everyone's like, hey, come over and clean my place, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's starting to pick up here in Indiana again. So today we set a record that we haven't set before. 
So like every single day we've been setting the new single day record, literally every day this week. It's like, oh, now here's the new single day record. Well, we set it again yesterday. And I think we had 3,300 new cases of COVID in Indiana. Oh, well, damn. Today we broke that record. We had <laughs> 4,467 new cases today alone. In the whole state? Yes. Yeah. So about a month and a half ago, uh, the governor here said that he was asked the question, you know, what under what circumstance would you lock this lock the state back down? And he said, well, the experts say anything. Once you have a 10 percent positivity rate, it's time to lock down. At the time, we were at like eight point eight percent. Right. Yeah. We're now at like seventeen point four percent or something like that. <laughs> and so it's just like, hey, um, is anyone want to do anything about this or we just going to act like it doesn't exist because right now they're acting like it doesn't exist. And here's my issue is I get email alerts every time a student tests positive at the high school, mm-hmm. I get four or five a day. And then I asked my son, I was like, Gio, I was like, Hey, I get like four or five emails a day. He's like, Oh yeah, it's, it's everywhere at school. I was like, really? He's like, yeah, they, they had to send like, the other day, I guess they sent 42 kids home to quarantine just because they had been in such close contact with a cluster of COVID going through the high school. Right. Today, we got an email that the elementary school that the boys go to here, they sent a whole classroom home because the teacher had COVID and had been in close contact with them all week. Dang. So it's like at some point. I don't know that shutting everything down is the answer because I'm not smart enough to know if this, you know what I'm saying? I don't know that, but I know that you just can't keep doing the same thing you're doing for the fact that you're going to have, you're going to be putting bodies in refrigerated trucks and stuff again, because every day, what is also creeping up is they alert, they, so on Indiana's website, you can see the amount of hospital ICU beds that are still available and ventilators Mm -hmm. and those numbers are creeping up and not going down they're not necessarily creeping up at a higher level than they was a month or two ago but there's no they're not coming down at all back then they would go up three and then come down four and then you know what I mean but now it's just like you do know there's a finite number of beds and resources (laughs) Let's not get to the to the capacity and then try to reverse it. Maybe we should just try to figure something out now. Right. And I saw what your your governor just won a like uh another term as governor. He did on, on Tuesday. And so by a landslide. If you had a talk with him, what would you say to kind of just put a pause on this if if it's not closure? Uh if I had a talk with him, I would just be like, what data are you looking at? And not what, or, or where are you getting your data and how are you basing your decisions? And I'm not saying you're making the wrong or the right decisions. I just kind of want to understand what your baseline is, because maybe I'm sure he has more info than I have. Mm-hmm. But I do believe that you have a duty to relay that information to the people, because right now it looks like you just have no plan. Right now, it looks like your plan has just been reelection. But like, do you have a plan? Because like. Your schools are getting riddled with COVID when y'all told us months ago that the kids wouldn't catch it like that. Right. So if they actually they found that they closed schools, would that just kind of be, okay, I, I get it type thing? 
it slows the spread down i do know that how much i don't know but the fact that when they they did close down school in march of this past year and the data that they had when they made the decision to close down in march we would kill to have those numbers today it's literally 14 or 15 times worse today than it was when they decided to shut the schools down in march so my, you see what i'm saying yeah. so i'm just like is there something that i don't know because it seems like the obvious choice is to revert back to what slowed this thing down in the first place yeah. like maybe we jumped too soon they found an iu student dead in her dorm room bro from covid i saw that just what yesterday or something like that or yeah y'all said young people didn't get affected like that is the virus mutating i don't know let me let, let me be the first to say i'm just throwing shit out there at this point right i don't i'm not a fucking scientist but like if things have changed i think we need to address this it's not slowing down it's yeah. going it's 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 getting higher and higher and higher and now that the election is o over or as close to over as it's gonna get I'm thinking that maybe now they can just kind of be like, okay, yeah, politics aside, yo, this shit is bad, bro. <laughs> yeah, let's make an executive decision because maybe yeah. they're trying to make, hey, if everyone gets essentially some form of COVID, it'll just, the immunity will kick in and we could just go back to our daily lives. Maybe they're just trying to rush through this. I think they are. And that's not, a, it's not the stupidest idea. Like it, it happens with a lot of others as well. The problem with that was something that I read that in order for that to actually take place, the United States would be looking at something over 13 million deaths would be the cycle of the herd immunity, like what you're talking about. Right. And it's like right now we're tripping over 200,000, which is which is a lot of people. Don't get me wrong. But for right. the sake of this argument, it would be like 13 million. And it would take two and a half years for it to run that cycle because of the size of this country mm -hmm. and the what that might mean might be too much to let it run like i don't know again don't don't have me on here trying to sound like i know what the fuck i'm i'm just saying what i some stuff i had read it's no yeah, i don't definitely. know the fucking answer and i'm glad i'm not the one having to make the decision but y'all gonna got to do something you know we gotta do something and uh yeah sadly that's like what the fuck i've been thinking about to try to take my mind off this stupid election shit like, hey, uh, some, some, some other horrible news <laughs> yeah let me, let me go back to the other shit that other shit was i don't know at least we had data we had <laughs> right. the actual fucking numbers on that shit you know yeah that's just so, crazy i mean yeah. i would just shut down the schools and workplaces and you know not even worry about money loss or where money's going just for to humans for us to just be safe that's that's where i'm at with it too especially since we've already proven that a lot of this stuff can be achieved from home especially yeah. the e-learning bro exactly. do that shit like off the top that can be easily done from home that's an easy decision yeah and then just tell all your other workers if it can be done from home do it from home i don't know if you noticed where the breakfast club is at did you notice that they went back home yeah some of them did yeah new york is another spot that is starting to pop up and get these numbers again and so they had went back to this they were in the studio for about six days and now they're back at home because they're telling they're moving back towards a 
if you're not if it's not essential to be in the office please don't be in these offices yeah because new york got it bad because just the close proximity of people remember they had the fucking hospital floating in the hudson river yeah it's crazy it's bad i don't i don't want it to get back to that so no yeah that's crazy i think they should just shut down i think 2020 they should have just been like no matter what you folks say or how you feel this is what's going to happen for the whole year because we need to see what we can do about this and go from there and you're free to fucking go out and do whatever you need to but limited places are open figure out how to be a human being other ways <laughs> yeah and it's just it's, it's crazy because i know there's a restaurant here uh that had a, it closed completely down at least for the whole 14 days because one person got covid as an employee mm-hmm. and it's kind of one of those unspoken things that i'm noticing with restaurants that if somebody gets COVID, they have a decision to make, whether essentially tell everybody or not tell everybody. And they're leaning more tells not don't tell everybody. Just oh, this person just got a caught a case of something else, like the flu, because yeah. they don't want to be shut down again because they're losing money and losing businesses. Financially, they can't afford it. Yeah. Yeah, and that's it's just uh it's crazy. It's not even a catch twenty two. It's just like, yo, you know, our well being should come first. Yeah, or you can just run me my tax dollars back. Oh, yeah, exactly. Shit. Hey, we're not at war. So, (laughs) you know, that 60 trillion that goes towards that war defense in taxes, let's redistribute some of that money right now and save some of these small businesses and just say, hey, guys, we'll pay you guys to stay home because it just trust me, if we don't do this now, we're going to be two, three years dealing with this. We can cut it down to one year. Yeah. Redistribute the money save these small businesses seems like an easy decision to me how, do, how does this play into your mental health like when we were when we were on lockdown do you because personally for me it was phenomenal but <laughs> yeah I, I i worry that maybe it didn't play the same for everyone you know yeah and i kind of saw the patterns of that for me it was uh kind of the same shit, different day i had no effect on it because I'm more, uh, I work from home anyways. I'm a recluse, you know, like it's my safe spot, my books, you know, if I want to watch movies, TVs, my workshops. And, and so it was just, I was like, huh, the only thing I didn't have to do was go to work. And nobody really wants to go to work for a paycheck. They want to figure shit out, hopefully. And that, it was kind of nice. I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, not hoping for another case of COVID like to spread out here in Southern Oregon, but I'm I'm okay with being quarantined down again if they say so. Yeah, that's me too. Like it was uh like I said, personally, it I'm the same way. I I'm a I'm a homebody, I'm a recluse. So that that shit was really beneficial to me, but I do understand that there's a lot of there was a lot of people that it probably didn't benefit. Certain personalities, you know what I mean? Yeah. And the one thing I didn't think about that one of our contracts we deal with um a company here that it's a nonprofit that they help women in abusive relationships mm-hmm. yeah so she was this lady was explaining to me that it's gotten really really bad during quarantine because a lot of these women were quarantined with their abuser right and so like the abusive behavior didn't have any breaks or pauses in it you know what i mean yeah and so, yeah, it was, I, I didn't think about that until she had said it. So I'm sure it's like, uh, it's one of those catch 22 things, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm sure, you know, 
you know, if you're prone to, you know, some alcohol abuse or drug abuse, I'm sure staying at home didn't help either. Exactly. And so, but it's one of those things, uh, I think when we have time for ourselves, we can really weed out what we don't need in our lives. And that's why I think quarantine's more beneficial than not, where we can be like, if you want to, yeah, if you want, I think the key is you have to want to, because me and you, yes, that's how our brains operate. Like for us, it's like, okay, shit, we got time to catch up on things that we haven't had time to do. And with us, it's like analyzing myself, right? Mm-hmm. What do I, what traits do I want to keep, get rid of? <clears throat> what do I like? Do I really like this? What do I not like? But for, I think if you, like some people that have like alcohol addictions and stuff, if they have no interest in getting better, quarantine to them is just a fucking opportunity. Yeah. I don't have to go to work. I can drink all week now. <laughs> yeah. And so like, that's a choice you have to make. So I, I believe like, yeah, if you want to, you can really benefit. And I bet a bunch of people, it was, it's a terrible situation. But I bet this was really, really good for their mental health. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely an eye-opening experience. Yes. Nonetheless, so. Because it's something most of us have never dealt with before. Yeah, and I think being, everyone being took it told like you that. can't leave. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, and I think everyone just took it like that, like a rebellious culture shock, where it's like, first, don't tell me what to do, <laughs> and yeah. then you have these a lot of outspoken stuff like that. But it's like. You know, it's just kind of like how we talked about technology last time where, you know, we didn't have the cell phone or social media. It's like we just don't know what the world's going to be like in 10 years. And if we have like robots doing our jobs and you have to figure out some other shit to do with your life, then you're going to have to figure it out or <laughs> or just be stuck. But absolutely. It's uh, <sighs> it makes me think about like, so we know the good and we know the bad and it's like as a leader it's tough to make decisions that you know is going to harm people even if it's a little bit of people you know what i mean but yeah. you got to make a decision for the greater good and that that's that's what leadership is and i think that's i think leadership is a word that's getting thrown around too much like a few years ago i started hating the word entrepreneur because like it got this fantasy idea attached to it when online hit so everyone that and it was the same as the word before that that i hated was grinding oh yeah yeah i was up grinding no you woke up and went to work that's not fucking grinding that's just you had to get up like like, no disrespect (laughs) but like shut the fuck up it can't mean everything okay Mm -hmm. and then it's like uh but like then the kids took over the grinding term so if you say grinding to someone that's like 14 and under oh yeah i was grinding last night they're gonna ask you what game because that term to them means like i'm playing this game to advanced levels huh but like that's the official term for it like my son when he got the new 2k he's like oh i gotta i'm just gonna grind out this weekend to get his player his rating up right and so it's just like it can't mean everything guys but so <laughs> entrepreneur was another word like that and it's like you're not i just want to be like you're not an entrepreneur if you haven't made money and lost money you're not an entrepreneur yet so stop it and it bothered yeah. me now it's leadership and we've got people that make decisions that have zero consequences calling themselves leaders 
And that bothers me because I think it takes away from what true leadership is, right? Okay. And true leadership to me is is all about honesty. And it's about honesty to, to the people that you're leading and then honesty to yourself as well. And you can't be insecure and be a leader at the same time. It just doesn't usually work well. So when you're honest, you're honest about, hey, I've got to make a decision because a decision has to be made and I'm the person that makes this decision. Mm-hmm. And here's the honest answer. Group of people that are sitting over here, you're about to get fucked by this decision. It's 30 of you in a room of 120. It's 30 of you that are probably going to get fucked in this. But I can't just think about you 30. I'm responsible for 120. So I have to minimize the damage to as many of that 120 as I can. And so that forces me to make a decision that is that I know and I'm well aware is going to fuck you. But it's not a personal decision. And so good leadership relays that information properly to the people that he's leading and then makes the decision based off of that. So when I say like like the governor and shutting shit down, that's when I say that's what I mean when I say, hey, I don't know. Maybe he has numbers. I don't. What are you using to make these decisions? Because it's going to be bad for somebody. And I understand that. But you got to make a decision. I don't you you that's what leadership is. Yeah. It's being willing to take a loss. And being willing to look at, yeah, I'm gonna sacrifice these people to save the greater good. And then it's like, well, that's pretty fucked up because they're people too. I know, but I've been tasked with keeping this 100 together. If I don't sacrifice 30, I lose all 100. If I sacrifice 30, I can keep 70 has to happen this way and I don't know I think that's what we're missing I think we're missing good leadership in life not just like in this country or politics no shit like that in life I agree uh, just one more thing real quick then I got a question for you it's I see it a lot because I am the leader of my company but that's the smallest thing that I lead to me the biggest thing that I lead is my family in my household right right i am tasked with making sure everything is the way it should be and most importantly i am tasked with showing the young men that live in my house how to be leaders right oh yeah so i present them with all the information and i tell them this is gonna suck for you but then i tell them just get through it and it's gonna be better on the other end right but it's teaching them that you gotta take losses before you can be a leader because that's the only way to understand what loss is and to have empathy for what you're about to do you have to know what that is like so for me it's very important to be a leader in my house and then i'm a leader in my company and then when i coach kids i'm leaders i can always tell the kids that haven't been around leadership because they have an entitlement that they think everything is supposed to just go their way. And that shows me and tells me, ah, you haven't had any leaders in your life. Not male figures, not fathers, like leaders. Yeah. You're still thinking that you're just entitled. It doesn't work that way, playboy. 
And if you had a leader, you would know. Oh yeah, no, shit gets fucked up sometimes. <laughs> and it's uh yeah, I just I think leadership is important. And I think it's the one thing that we regardless of who you want your president or your whatever to be, we got to start putting more emphasis on, but are they a leader? They might be smart, but is he a leader? He might be cool, but is he a leader? They might be relatable, but are they are they leaders though? Are they going to be able to make these decisions and then relay that decision so that everyone understands? Because that's important. Yeah. Do you do do you have any examples of like great leaders in your life, like that that's directly affected you, or bad ones that you 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 recognized and knew this person is not good you know what i mean i do yeah uh, great question so the greatest leader that, that i've had in my life has been myself i'm a full advocate Nigga, how did i know you was going you say already that? know because i'm a <laughs> i'm a full-blown advocate for people being leaders for themselves yes you know? yes 100 percent. and then that and that way you just don't ever look up to anybody and expect something because actually i did that for numerous years of my life and I kind of hit me in the face hard where I was like, wow, I have to be my own hero in my own story. I have to be my own leader if I want to achieve these goals and greatness. Nobody else is going to do that for me. Mm-hmm. And it, I shied away from it before of it because I didn't want to be in the spotlight. I'd rather be behind the curtain, so to say, at like, you know, pulling all the strings. And then that was me behind there without the spotlight. And I realized to be a the most effective leader I can for myself was I had to put myself in the spotlight and go like, this is who I am. And these are the thoughts that I, I want to have. And this is what I believe in. And then I'll hit the red button if I want to make shit happen. I'm, I want everyone to just be able to decide from themselves and then question themselves just like how you broke down what a leader should be i think everyone should do that for themselves you need to do an audit you need to fix your shit that's broken don't rely on anybody else be your own hero in your own story and i can only thank myself for that because it hit me in the face and i was like okay let's go and and this is why you know when it comes to politics or all this stuff i definitely don't get involved it is just not my forte in the leader sense i have you know, I, I have no direction to go in there in my personal life. So I'm not going to take the lead on that ever. Yes. And so then I just stay out of politics talk because I realize I have nowhere to say and I, and I don't wish to. And so but in all these other routes on what kind of person I want to be, who I want to become and what do I want to achieve? It, it, it's all about myself. Hmm. What's what would you say? What are some of the biggest mistakes that you've made in your life? Not counting on myself first. Uh, I, I used to rely on like this imaginary wizard, so to say, that, you know, I, I do believe things are going to happen for a reason. Um, and I do believe in manifestation, but it's almost like you have to do the work first to make things possible. And the biggest mistake I did was never really putting a full effort into my values, my growth, and what I really wanted to create. I've always had this imaginative mind, but I never put a forth an effort because I just knew, eh, I know it's going to happen one day. But then I also knew one day I would wake up to this consciousness 
and be like, I knew I was going to get to here at some point. So I knew I, I had, I'd given myself some years to slack off in my head. It's like a built-in gift and a curse. Exactly. The ability to see it, but also the ability to see the timeline and be like, ah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And yeah. and so I definitely played with it in that sense. And uh, I'm not sure if everyone does, but if something I instill into my niece and my nephew is pretty much how to, without saying leader, if is how to not make the mistakes I did in the sense of not starting early. I just wish mm -hmm. I started earlier. And when it comes to little things, little big things now that we're adults ish is like, you know, saving money, taking care of your body, taking care of your brain, you know, not putting toxins in it, you know, and all these little stuff. Yeah. And so that's one thing I've learned. Um, I just wish I started earlier, but I realized being 33, I'm still young as fuck. And I've realized uh, eventually at some point when I, I'm getting to where I, I want to be, I'm going to be like, oh, I did it right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I did it right. It was fine. And so with mistakes, it's uh, it's it's up in the air. It's a double edged sword with the perception of the way I did it make me the person I am today type thing or will it make me the person later on and the answer is yes it will and so so definitely pain is growth type thing and so everything has its weird happy ending or even if like you hit rock bottom which i had before and for me it was a lot of drinking you know especially during college and then mm -hmm. branching out so if i did a lot less drinking you know I definitely would have got a lot less DUIs and <laughs> and all this stuff. And uh, it would be nice to have that off my record, so to say. But yeah. thence we're here talking, so life is good. <laughs> yeah, it, wor it worked out either way. Exactly. So I, I did want to like just quickly deep dive into some subject that I <laughs> that I always found kind of fucked up, and it's it's. You know, we're kind of like in the midst of this holiday season. You know, we just got past Halloween. Uh, we're about to go into Thanksgiving and then Christmas. And I'm not going to get into like any background stuff. Like my, I, I love deep diving into like where did this all stem from with pagan religion and shit like that. Because that's shit I'm into. But one thing uh, I kind of want your voice on and hear your opinion about is Christmas. And so, I mean, there's an article that this brought to my attention, an article about how they kind of want to keep the holiday spirits going for Christmas, the magic alive, they say, with contactless claws, with Santa Claus, you know, Santa Claus at the malls and stuff like yes. that. So I think they're going to do figure some shit out with six feet distance where you still could fucking take a picture and all this interacting shit like that. Yeah. Well, one thing about that for me is... I've always hated that. I've hated how this fucking Christmas thing is. You have kids. It's like I have a little subject with that, but kids coming up to some random stranger in the mall and sitting on his lap wishing for gifts. I think that's fucked up and creepy. What do you think about that? Isn't that some weird shit when you look and put it in that you, perspective? If, yeah. If you look at it from that perspective, it <laughs> is. Uh, I don't. What is the thing? I'm not as nostalgic as most people when it comes to like, you're supposed to do this stuff and do that stuff about it. Uh, it's cool if the kids enjoy it. When, when you have kids, you'll learn if they enjoy some shit, just let them enjoy some stupid shit. I'm not gonna let them enjoy sitting on some Santa, some fake dude with a fucking beard's lap. 
Yeah. And I'm going to tell him why. And I will be like, look, that's not Santa Claus. (laughs) And then I'll dive deep into history, what Santa Claus and all this shit came from. I'm like, that's a stranger that you got to sit on a lap and make some weird wishes. It's going to be very important what age you do that to them. Because they might look at you like, what the fuck are you talking about, dad? It's going to be two. Obviously, it's Santa. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. I don't. When it comes to traditions and stuff like that, it's. I used to think more along the lines of, of like how you feel about it. This is what they've turned Christmas into. Right. It's our, only our a traditions fucked up. It's, oh yeah, they're hundred percent fucked up. I, I'm I'm deadly with you right there, but I understand that it's a it's a capitalist holiday. I get it. I I, I do. I, I understand mm-hmm. exactly what the fuck's going on. Businesses just can't wait to get past that motherfucking Halloween. So we can capitalize on this Christmas season. I don't know if most people know this. I know you probably do. The reason they call Black Friday, Black Friday. Mm. The reason they call Black Friday, Black Friday is because most large retailers operate in the red throughout the year. Meaning you're at, they're actually losing money. They're not making any money. They're in the red. That little season of thanksgiving through christmas actually it's through like all of january at this point because of gift card season as well right that puts you in the black in the fourth quarter so the reason it's so important that the shit holy shit we're not shutting down bro they're not gonna shut down they can't it's too important it's this season between thanksgiving and the end of the year is major when it comes to retail the economy is built around it the markets go crazy we don't get the earnings until the next quarter it's a it's a it's capitalism i understand that yeah here's here's where it changed here's where it changes for me to the point that i'm just like ah, if they want to do it let them do it if i if we go to a yankee game we're wearing a jersey. We're but we're putting a hat on. We're taking pictures with the statues out front. You know what I mean? Like right. it's uh, it makes us feel good because that's something that we love. I, well, me, I know you like the Yanks too, but like, yes, I'm taking pictures with the statues. Yes, I'm wearing my jersey. I'm at the game. I'm happy. I'm not going to the game without my fucking jersey. There's no rules in that. And to someone that doesn't like baseball, I'll be like. It seems kind of childish, bro. Like, you know what I mean? And I understand. It's just, it's just part of like this nostalgia culture that we're. Yeah, it's just what they like to do. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> and it's yeah, it's, and it, which is fine. I get it. Trick or treat, shop on Black Friday with overstocked inventory, and fucking spend yes. your money away. But it's the idea of Christmas and sitting on some random dude's lap. How is that nostalgia? Uh, if you've been doing it your whole life, you don't think it's gay. <laughs> or well, weird you don't you don't there's yeah, there's no built-in assumption that that's that man's a dirty old man yeah, yeah but isn't that weird like and they have a picture of him on the fridge and all this shit and i'm like who the fuck is this dude yeah but that's just because that's what they're 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 it's that tradition they're just they're used to that right. santa claus is their yankees that's, like when we were much. kids <laughs> when we were kids we kept these little we kept little pictures of these baseball players and we put them in these neat little books in these folders so they don't get dirty. The baseball cards. They right. could also say, y'all got these pictures of these men, grown ass men. That's kind of weird. 
No, it's not. These are my favorite players. That's my favorite team. Or these could be worth something one day. They just mean different things to us. It means different things to them. To me, it never meant that just because I didn't grow up. We didn't have that tradition to like Santa was a tradition, but like going and, and like taking pictures in the mall, like that's some like real family shit. And I'm afraid that I never had anything like that. You know what I mean? Right. So like, I don't have that tie to it. I'm just like, yeah, nah, I'm not rolling with that. But if y'all want to roll with it, I'm not going to judge you because I got some stupid shit in my life that I really, really like to do. <laughs> that uh, I get nostalgic about that I don't have logical answers for. Yeah, I can't judge people for doing it, but I'll definitely say something. Now, now <laughs> if you don't want your kids doing that, that ain't weird either. Like, yeah, we're not going to partake in that that tradition. That's cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you won't get no second look out of me. You know what I mean? Like, no, nah, it makes sense. That's yeah, cool. fucking... It's like, George, is that you? I just saw you at the bar last night. <laughs> doing cocaine <laughs> off the fucking bar top. What are you doing? Man. It's like, part-time job, brother. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Some got to pay for that cocaine. <laughs> Fuck, right? Cocaine Jeez. ain't free, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's the, the, the whole aspect of the holidays that does. The only thing about the holidays that gets to me is the expectations and the projections and by projections i mean the images that families like to give off like it's not really about being there with the family it's about being in the picture that you were there with the family does that make sense it does make sense and it's like and that's that kind of shit is so corny to me and i'm like if y'all don't get along or you haven't spoke to your aunts and your cousins in a calendar year it's not some fucking tragedy that you're not going to make it to Christmas this year. It's just not. Let's be honest. You didn't give a shit about where I was at in August. <laughs> right. Now it's the second week in December and you're trying to figure out why I'm not coming. Yeah. You ever no, do uh, any gift exchange with your families like that? My, we do with my mom. Right. But that's it. But I mean, you see her <laughs> often. So, so. When I got a my family in Kentucky, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 not at all. It's been 12, 15 years. No, we don't give gifts. Right. Because here's the thing I also don't go. <laughs> I don't go. I've done Christmas with my grandma in probably eight years, nine years, 10 years. Right. They're two hours down the road, bro. It ain't that far. Right. I feel but that. I just don't because I don't feel my kids in my household, that's my family. And they don't call me regularly. They just don't. And I and I don't call them. So it's not like they're doing something wrong. I get it. Yeah, but I'm not gonna like... pretend this month that that is that, that it's something other than it's not, because it's not. My children don't know you. Yeah, I feel that. Cause for me, I have some non-immediate family members that do kind of this whole gift exchange thing through Facebook and everyone's like in different states and they always include me every year which I don't know why I don't get included on every other shit uh, besides fucking this Christmas thing you and probably so, make an even number and I <laughs> right <laughs> exactly and I asked them uh, and I was like well what this is what is this about and it's like oh well it's just nice to gift exchange and let people know that you know you're in their thoughts and i'm like well i'm more of a because people put their lists on that what they want for christmas and like the group is specifically for well what the fuck do you want this year and there's like people got like five ten lists shit down and 
and that's what they get and i'm just like i don't see how any of that part is about caring or anything like that it's just more like it's you, yeah it's not i don't get it it's like find my amazon wish list buy me something from that and send it through me and surprise me throughout the year if you want to surprise me and so here's just, what i want for christmas i want you to call me in july <laughs> yeah right call me in may call me when it's not significant exactly and it's just gonna mean more to you, to me. And again, and I, I'm not the best at keeping in touch with people either. I don't want to make it seem like they abandoned me, because it's equally my fault. I'm just not that kind of guy. But I'm also not. I'm not down with the play play, man. Like I'm not about to come and take pictures and do this, and ha- have you take pictures with my kids. Like they fucking know you. Mm-hmm. You all had an op. They all had opportunities, but time just evolved everything and that's okay we can stop pretending though like don't do that shit (laughs) right and then like before i got with my partner now like when i was single like even my the mothers of my children like both of them at the time would text me on holidays and invite me to stuff or like say hey i don't want you to be alone on the holiday and i'm like aren't you dropping the kids off later she's like well yeah I'm not going to be alone. Like, what are you talking about? Right. But, she, but like to them, it means, well, it's Thanksgiving. You should pile into a family member's house with 30 other people and y'all should all be together because this is just the way it is. And I'm like, nah, I'm good because I don't really normally see these people or like these people anyways. So, but can you bring me a plate back? Like, <laughs> yeah, You got any leftovers? It's or? not personal. I just... I'm not down to pretend to give a flying fuck about these people. Yeah, but you could because good. I know I don't. I know they don't care about me like that, and that's okay. They're not bad people for that. Mm-hmm. But I'm not with the play play, man. I just don't. I just don't like that. That's one thing about the holidays that that does. It makes me want to like be off social media for a few days because I'll see pictures of people that I'm like, I know y'all don't fuck with each other like that. You're right. I know y'all's history for real didn't he shoot at him like like, it's just like (laughs) oh so y'all cool now okay i get it you know he got me a vest for christmas (laughs) (laughs) yeah man it's just i don't know it's we different bro yeah people are gonna do what they do but everyone's in their own little dream world and they just like their own happy ending and the happy ending in our year cycle happens to be fucking christmas Yes, it's so it kind of makes sense in a lot of different angles. So it's like, all right, live your, live your world. You know, it's fine, but I just don't want to be included in your world. Yeah, that, that's me too. Or, right. and if you include me, that's fine. You can include me, but don't put your little expectations on me, because I'm just gonna ruin your night every mm-hmm. time. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, I ain't coming. And if I do come, I'm coming with the with the full understanding. When this shit gets weird, I'm leaving right <laughs> yeah after my plate is done i take some cookies i'm out that's usually when it gets weird bro i don't know what's up with that as soon yeah. as i'm done eating it's like time for me to go the weird yep. shit comes out <laughs> i am ready for some thanksgiving though all right for some good grub yeah yeah we cook here at the house we did that last year too it was just us and the kids. do you cook oh hell yeah right. Boy, i throw down in that kitchen i'm better than she is I don't think I cooked Thanksgiving once ever. Yeah, I I like to do the turkey. I used to just do the turkey all the time. Mm-hmm. Even when we were going to my mom's for like big Thanksgiving, she would have me do the turkey. Yeah, because I, I cook a really good turkey. But then like 
you know, a nigga got single. And I was like, I can't just eat turkey. So like, I remember the first year I was single for Thanksgiving, like I had moved that into my own apartment. And that shit was crazy because I didn't have, the kids were gone somewhere. So it was just me. But I made a full fucking Thanksgiving dinner for myself. Well, I ate that shit for like four days. <laughs> and that's, I think, the only best part about Thanksgiving, where you make a, a bomb ass grub, and then you have leftovers for like up to the a week. leftovers. That's be it. Fire, yeah. And so, yeah, it's a. Uh, I'm ready for that shit. Yeah, I'm gonna figure some shit out uh, this year since I'm vegetarian. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's gonna be difficult. I seen a shit. I can't remember what it was called. It's like a vegan turkey. It looks trash. Don't. I'm not saying get it, but it. Vegan. Fuck, I can't think of ah, let me look it up. It's a I funny see. name. It's got a hilarious name to it. Huh. Turkey. Cause I know they got like, you know, off brands of chicken spelled differently and weird bacons or shit like that. Oh yeah, they got an all vegetarian holiday roast. Okay. I ain't gonna lie. Hold on. This motherfucking vegan turkey look good. <laughs> Let's go. This is not the one I was thinking. Okay, okay. You know what? I'm gonna keep my jokes to myself. Not coming up. Hey, and I ain't mad at it. I think it was called to- Tofurky or it was something. Oh, like something tofu? Wild. Yeah. Tofurky. Yeah. It's called Tofurky Turkey. Mm. And that shit looks about how it sounds. Like, I'm surprised nah. actually looking up. There's a lot of recipes and different brands for this, like a turkey and shit huh. yeah you got options bro well there options. it is tradition's not over for me <laughs> <laughs> yeah you get that get that tofurkey right nah, I'm, just, I'm bullshitting you got anything <laughs> else for him tonight yeah i do so with the so what the fuck news for today yeah <laughs> you might find this a little funny because uh this kind of comes from your whole home state of t- kentucky do you know what do you know what God. it is <laughs> Give me a second. Let me think. Let me think. I've seen some wild shit over the past couple of days. There's some weirds out there, but 2020, it lines up with 2020, so it makes sense. Nah, I don't know. Give it to me. A French bulldog named Wilbird elected mayor of Kentucky. Get the fuck out of here. It's a, <laughs> a town called Rabbit Hash, Kentucky. Oh my named God. a French bulldog, Wilbird, as its mayor. He's six Listen. months years old. Fuck how old he is. It's a goddamn dog. Give him a fuck about his age. Yeah. Listen, I try to explain to people that Kentucky's not what you think it is all the time. And then they find headlines like this that just undoes all that shit that I told them, right? God they said, they said fuck the system, you know. I don't think humans can do it better, so let's elect a dog. What in the fuck? Jesus Christ. Somebody quoted, quote, he was just so cute. Man, <laughs> that's crazy. Hey, take a guess, though. Who's the mayor before this fucking, what's his name? Wilbird. Who's Tell the, me the, it's not a rabbit. <laughs> Close. It, it was a pit bull <laughs> named Brian. From 2016 to 2020. I w- now, <laughs> part of me does wonder <laughs> how things are. 
Ooh, everyone's just extra nice. Mayor coming to town. You better act right. Or, yo. <laughs> act right. <laughs> and just like, I wonder like what the town is like. Yeah. If they're like eight years running, like we've had animals as mayor. Nah, it's kind of cool here, bro. Yeah, we good. <laughs> everyone's got like meat markets set up and shit. Like he treats me fine. He, he doesn't complain about shit. <laughs> Slaying a piece of bacon. He's happy. Damn. <laughs> Got 20 wives, 10 kids. I don't understand. See, this is the shit I mean, man. I be trying to tell people, nah, man, Kentucky is not what you think it is. Don't get out of here. And then this shit. And it's like, okay, right. so maybe it's exactly what you thought it was. It's, right. It could be exactly that. Shout out to Rabbit Hash Kentucky, man. Rabbit Hash Kentucky. <laughs> Rabbit Hash Kentucky. Yeah, that is a what the fuck. That That's is a what, what the fuck. E fuck. There you go. <laughs> All right. I'm, we're going to end it on that. What the fuck? All right. Well, you got something you'd like to share with the audience, some advice, a quote, or just a summary of what we've talked about today at all? Um, the key thing I want you to take away from, from what we talked about today is a better understanding of what leadership is. Because if even if you're not a leader, you feel like you're not a leader or you're, you're not responsible for anything, having an understanding of what leadership is and what to expect from leaders will help you understand why things end up happening the way they do. Like it'll give you another tool in your tool belt of a brain to process information. Like when you're like, well, why would someone do that? Well, you can then think about it from a leader's point of view. Okay. It's not the right answer. Isn't always the easiest one. You know, it, it, it'll right. just broaden the way you think. And, and you may not think of yourself as a leader, but like, if you're a mom of a household, you're, you're a leader. You're, you know what I mean? If you're yeah, responsible you for anything. So just start thinking about that. If you're now assuming the role of leader, I'm appointing everyone listening to this leaders. Cause you're a leader of something. How are you leading and are you communicating your leadership decisions to the people or organizations that you're leading? Are you communicating that effectively and focus on that? And that's all I got. Oh, yeah. I think I would just recap the same thing. You know, I'm a big advocate. Just be your own leader. Figure out which, you know, it's not as tough as it might seem. Whatever you think yeah. somebody else can handle in your life, trust me, they can't handle it better than you can. Go ahead and take charge and see what you can do because I bet you can make the biggest difference in your life as opposed to relying on somebody else or having expectations. Fuck everything else. Just take care of the shit and you fucking got this. And Santa's a fucking dick and at least your mayor's not a dog. <laughs> Roof. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, last thing too, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and subscribe, rate, and review us. I, uh, I'm i going to start doing something next week. If you leave a review, I will read your review. I will shout you out, and then you just might get a coffee mug or a t-shirt from, I don't know, Self-Reflection Tees, because I hear they're pretty cool. Yeah, um, and same thing for Spotify. Now, I will say this. Hit the follow button on Spotify, because they are sending alerts for new episodes now. They weren't before, but now they are actually sending notifications to your phone about new episodes. 
the YouTube links are getting updated as we speak as well. You can find us on YouTube if you like to have it on the TV, kind of in the background when you're doing other things. We appreciate you listening. That's all I got for him. I'm signing off. Any last words, Loreana? Just peace, and I love you. All right. Gay? Snap. Roof. <laughs> <laughs>